Michigan big man Hunter Dickinson has surprisingly entered the transfer portal, and believe it or not, the Wildcats could be in the running for him. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be diving back into the transfer portal with a player that I'm not going to lie to you, I am surprised that Kentucky apparently may have the ability uh, of pursuing, and that is Hunter Dickinson. We're going to talk about maybe where he would slide in. Realistically, uh, do the Wildcats have a chance at him? And then also on today's episode, I want to talk about Jacob Toppin uh, declaring for the NBA draft. I've got some things that I want to say about him just overall as a player uh, as he is exiting out of this program. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, first of all, to those of you that have subscribed recently to the show, thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. I'm seeing it in the numbers. I've been asking you guys to continue to subscribe to the show, and, and we're definitely seeing that. So I appreciate you guys hopping along on the ride. Hopefully the uh, the content you guys enjoy here as we wade into the offseason season. And if you're listening on podcasts, please continue to leave reviews as well. Uh, that would mean a ton to the show. All of your listens uh, mean a lot uh, to the uh, to the show. So let's go ahead and get into it. Kentucky basketball apparently could be in the running for Hunter Dickinson. So this news broke about an hour and a half ago, maybe a little bit less than that. And immediately I was like, oh, that's interesting. Probably not going to talk about that on my show. Although we have talked about a couple of different big men already on yesterday's show, if you want to go back and listen to it, we listened. We listed five different transfer portal players the Wildcats could pursue. Uh, if you guys want to go kind of educate yourself on some names in the portal just overall, uh, some of them may end up being uh, contacted by Kentucky. I know certainly a couple of them have been. Uh, go check that episode out. But Hunter Dickinson, I'm like, you know what? Uh, he's been in college for, for quite some time. Maybe he'll go somewhere else. Uh, not really quite sure what his role would be with the Wildcats. First thing I didn't realize about Hunter Dickinson, he's a junior. This kid has only played three years of college basketball. Michigan has just had such a long stretch of solid center production that it feels like Hunter Dickinson has been there longer than what he has been. That's the first thing I wanted to point I want to point out about Hunter Dickinson. The second thing is Travis Branham. Uh, of 24-7 sports. He's one of their national analysts. Uh, he pointed out after Hunter Dickinson entered the portal that uh, Dickinson took an unofficial visit to Kentucky during his time in high school could be something to watch. That is from Travis Branham. If you do not know who that is, again, one of the biggest names in college basketball uh, in terms of an analysts out there. Uh, certainly a huge presence uh, on Twitter whenever it comes to different things like this happening. Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. Some of you guys may know him. 
quote tweeted Travis Branham and said, if you lose Onyenzo but gain Dickinson, that'd certainly flip what the H is going on here narrative. That will start if Onyenzo goes portaling. So you and I have talked recently on the show about who I think will stay for Kentucky and who will go. Obviously, Jacob Toppin, one of the guys that recently announced that he'll be leaving, going to talk about that in a little bit. But I thought that we would feel pretty comfortable about Onyenzo's status with the Wildcats and him staying with Kentucky because of what Onyenzo had to say at the end of the season. Now, here are a couple of things that I pointed out even in that conversation that you and I had about Onyenzo. While that may be my basis for explaining why I think Uganda is going to come back for Kentucky, and he's going to be there with Aaron Bradshaw, and maybe he even starts at the five, right? While that was my basis, there is also the possibility of in the heat of the moment uh, with a lot of emotion and just passion going around in that room after Kentucky lost that game to Kansas State. I mean, you can't sit there and say you're not going to come back if you're asked about your status. You can't sit there and say, oh, I'm not going to come back in the heat of the moment like that. Now, maybe after you have some time to evaluate it, some time to process it, think about it, maybe you say uh, in an interview, as you've seen several players that may potentially enter the portal here uh, over the next few weeks, say, I'm going to take some time to evaluate things and kind of think things over, going to talk to my parents, going to talk to the coaching staff, going to make a decision that's best for me. But in that moment with Uganda saying, I I can't wait to be back next year, whatever he said, I mean, you can't, how much, how accountable can you hold him for that statement in the moment? Especially considering the implications of who he is as a person and what his status was with the program to begin with. Uh, if he just flat out said after he lost to Kansas State, like, yeah, I'm probably going to leave, or I'm considering leaving, even in that moment. I don't think anybody in that moment's thinking about that, at least not most players, I would assume. So Ugunna could very well leave. I still think he's going to stay. But as Kyle Tucker pointed out, if there is a trade, if there's a swap here for Dickinson, then I think that would be great. We talked about as much with Jamarian Sharp of Western Kentucky, right? Tallest player in the transfer portal at seven foot five. We had an episode recently about him as well. Dickinson would arguably be a more productive five. Look at his numbers over these past three seasons for the Michigan Wolverines. In his freshman year, he averaged 14.1 points per game. He shot 59% from the floor. In his uh, sophomore season, He averaged 18.6 points per game. He had one and a half blocks, 8.6 rebounds, 2.3 steals. This kid did it all while shooting 32% from three, might I add. And then this year, he averaged 18.5 points per game, nine rebounds, one and a half assists, almost two blocks a game, only averaged two fouls per game, less than two fouls per game, and he shot 42% from deep. I think this kid would be a great addition to Kentucky for what they want out of their entire lineup, which is scoring and solid defense at the rim. I I think he would be perfect. He runs the floor. He can shoot the three. He can distribute the basketball. He's a versatile piece. He's a versatile weapon. The fact that he's even in the portal to begin with is shocking to me. It's very similar to the Caleb Love situation of, man, what the heck is going on here, right? 
with uh, with uh, with Caleb Love entering the portal as such a talented player at North Carolina, Dickinson would be. I, I can't say it enough. He'd be a, a phenomenal addition at seven foot one, two hundred and sixty pounds going into his senior season. Technically, has a COVID year. He could stay for another year if he wants to. The fact that I wouldn't have talked about this today. If there had not already, if there had not been smoke from two different people on Twitter, that would be in the know about the situation here with Uganda and Yenzo and potentially Hunter Dickinson being contacted by Kentucky. Now, I know that Dickinson actually already has a couple of offers. I know that a couple of different teams have already reached out to him, Bryant being one. Uh, I saw another. I can't remember who it was, but uh, there's going to be a race to get this kid. But if people are already saying Kentucky, the name out the gate, not predicting it, not saying it's going to happen, just throwing out the name. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about it here on the show because this would be an elite grab uh, for Kentucky in the portal. Maybe one of the best grabs in the portal since its inception uh, just a few years ago. So that would be uh, that would be great for Kentucky. If you've got any thoughts on Hunter Dickinson, if you've got any thoughts on, on Yenzo and what you think may happen there, you can leave all that in the YouTube comments below. I want to talk about Jacob Toppin. I want to talk about what he's meant to this program and why I think that while this kid may be on the fringe uh, here in terms of what he could be doing in the NBA draft, I I think this kid deserves a shot. And I think that he is definitely uh, at least a first-round talent. I think he's going to pan out to be that. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. The Final Four is just about here. And there's no better time to get in on the action with FanDuel than now. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel right now is giving new customers a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat-first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point scores uh, to point spreads, you can predict who's going to cut down the net here. I personally think it's going to be UConn, but uh, as we all know in this tournament, it's kind of been topsy-turvy. It's been all over the place, so who knows? It may end up being San Diego State or Florida Atlantic. That that makes it happen. FanDuel, though, it's an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to sign up. You can make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, continuing along here on the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Daw hanging out here with you. Really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. But as I've said uh, throughout this week and throughout the past couple of weeks, you need to check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. That's right, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton do such an excellent job over there at the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. I I would say that there are few people uh, right now that do college basketball content that have better opinions, better breakdowns of what they've seen from the game, uh, better better thoughts on the tournament. There are very few people out there uh, that that do a better job than them. So again, I would highly encourage you guys to go check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. They have coaches. They have experts. Sometimes I will hop on there. Am I considered an expert? And maybe in maybe in my mind, but I don't know about others. But uh, I'm kidding, obviously. But yeah, it, the Locked On College Basketball Podcast is elite. You need to go check them out. 
So, Jacob Toppin, it's official. He is entering the NBA draft. He is going to be gone after spending three seasons with the Wildcats. This makes sense to me. Not surprised by this. We all thought this was going to happen. Uh, He put out a tweet saying, all love. I'm going to read here the statement that he had uh, for you guys. He said, before we even start, I want to thank God because without him, none of this would be possible. I want to thank my mom because without her sacrifice, my brother and I would not be the men we are today. I want to thank all my family and friends for supporting me along this journey. To Big Blue Nation, ever since I was a kid, it's always been a dream of mine to play at the highest level of basketball. I came to Kentucky to chase that dream, and in my time here, I've grown tremendously not only as a player but as a man. This place has taught me things I will take with me for the rest of my life. For that, I want to thank my coaches and my teammates and most importantly, the fans. Your support and passion are things I'll never forget and I will carry with me. It's been a memorable time for me, and Kentucky will forever hold a special place in my heart. I've loved my time here, but I'm ready to finally fulfill my lifelong dream of playing in the NBA. But that being said, I'll be entering my name into the 2023 NBA draft. Go Big Blue. I've said this, I think, a couple of times recently on the show about what Jacob Toppin is as an individual. I know that I've been hyping him up as the season has gone along, uh, statistically, how he's improved his role on the team uh, for what it is with his with his selective shots. Uh, I think that that he has definitely improved as a player, which we'll get into a sec get into in a second. But seeing what he did late in the year, acknowledging and accepting responsibility for losses when you don't have to go out of your way to do that, you don't have to go out of your way to kind of lay yourself down as a leader of this team and say, this is on me. I I accept the responsibility for this, and the best that I can do is go out there and improve and do better and make the team better. I I think that he is mature. I I think that he's talented. Obviously, he's he's gifted athletically. I I think overall, if you're looking at a prospect and you're looking to go and pick somebody late first round, somewhere in the second round, I mean, there are. I think there are a few men that are that are better uh, character-wise uh, and personality-wise than Jacob Toppin. And on top of that, I think that he is capable of making a splash in the NBA as well. Obviously, you have the bounce, you have the athleticism, you have the ability to jump out of the gym. But on top of all this, I think he's got an NBA-style game to him. Now, we did complain at times here uh, at Kentucky about how... The mid-range jump shot is not the most favorable favorable shot uh, for college, I think. And certainly, I think you could make the argument in the NBA as well. But whenever it comes to, I don't want to say street ball because that just sounds wrong. It, when it comes to that style of approach, whenever you watch some of these midseason games, right, and you see just kind of a comfortable flow on offense, you see players getting to their spot and the offense is going quickly. I think Jacob, Jacob Toppin... Handling the ball, getting the ball uh, passed to him, catch-and-shoot situations, I think that his game would translate very well to the NBA. Being able to kind of get to his spots there in, in the mid-range and be able to pick and choose and, and fire away, I think that his three-point shot clearly improved uh, this season. And at, at six foot nine, that's probably something that will end up being valuable in the NBA. Something that I think not enough people talk about whenever they discuss prospects moving to the big leagues is what their development is going to look like when it comes to their flaws, when it comes to the areas that they're not good in. 
I think too many people at, at times focus on, well, this kid does this poorly, so therefore he is this. When in reality, that may be the case, but there's also an opportunity for that kid to improve and to grow. And so I think not enough times, whenever you look at prospects like Toppin, I don't think it's focused enough on not only did he make improvement, but there's going to be an NBA team that picks him up and improves his shot further. Uh, there's a player uh, that I that I don't know if you guys are familiar with. Uh, I am because obviously I cover different things in the SEC and I, I cover Auburn basketball as well. Sharif Cooper uh, was a was a talented guard for them a, a few seasons ago. He couldn't shoot, couldn't shoot straight up. And once he got to the NBA G League, he started to improve, and he is slowly gotten better to the point where he's averaging over 20 a game and his three-point shot is not elite but it's like 36 37 percent that's really really good compared to what what he was in college if Jacob Toppin can prove down the stretch here with his selective three-point shooting that he can be that guy that just hits at like a 38 40 percent clip I think that in the NBA somebody can develop him and work on his shot to the point where with a higher volume, he is still as consistent percentage-wise from beyond the arc. I, I hope that makes sense. I, point being, I think this kid can, can be developed once he gets to a better league with, with more coaches to kind of individually work on what he needs. Not saying that Kentucky wasn't doing that. I think at times when you look at the college game, there's obviously development going on. There's obviously improvement, working on your kids, making them better. But at a place like Kentucky, the, the point is to get you to the NBA, right? Like, that's the pitch. That's one of the biggest pitches. But at the same time, something that Callis said that I think rings true for Kentucky, and I think it rings true for other programs as well, is the point in college, like, for instance, for football. The point in college football is not to make sure that a kid is working on his mechanics and becoming elite in that department and focusing on individual performance. Obviously, that's, that's, a, that's a thing that happens, but it's not the focus. The focus is winning games on Saturdays. For college basketball, the focus is winning games on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. You need to go out there and you need to win. That's what this coaching staff's trying to do, first and foremost. So when you look at a guy like Jacob Toppin, when you look at guys like Will Levis, when you look at guys like Anthony Richardson, right? You see them have flashes. They have moments. But they're confined, I think, in the situation that they're in for various reasons. I think most of which are clear. Playing in college, you know, the, the surrounding, the talent surrounding them, what their coaches are. I'm not saying Cal has a bad staff. I'm not saying Cal is a bad coach. I'm just saying once he gets to the NBA, once Toppin gets to the league, there's going to be people that help him improve his shot in a way that it was not clicking at, at, at Kentucky. I think that's fair to say. I don't think that's off. So Toppin, right now, I think that athletically is one of the more gifted players in this NBA draft in terms of bounce, in terms of explosion. I think in terms of character, he's definitely one of the best players I think that you could possibly pick in this draft, period, full stop. And then on top of that, I think he's got the upside. I think he's got the potential to become something that develops with an NBA-style game already in mind. So, I'm excited about Toppin. I'm excited to see where he goes. If you've got any thoughts on Jacob and what he meant to this program and what you think he could do at the, uh, at the second level, you can leave that in the YouTube comments below. 
That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. Again, thank you guys so much for uh, for watching, tuning in. If you are not subscribed already, I will ask you one more time today, please sub. It would mean a ton as we try and get closer to 4,000 subs here, and we wade deeper into the offseason. So you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, you can leave them in the YouTube comments below or You can hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow. No, 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 no. On Monday for another episode of Locked on Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And God bless.